Hello and welcome to the Chris and Bud Show. My name is Chris Scarborough, and with me is my co-host, my friend, and my brother in pod, Mr. Bud Bohannon. Together we'll be taking you on a nostalgic ride discussing a wide array of topics from our childhood through today, hoping to share a bunch of laughs along the way. Gamescon, Gamescom was, you know, well, when we're recording, it was uh, this past week. When this launches, it'll be about three weeks old. But uh, there was a lot of cool things that came out around this same time period. And uh, we're going to go into some of those things, but we're going to lead off with, you know, we've we've talked about this game a lot. And, uh, you know, they finally announced a new DLC and uh, it, it releases February 22nd of 2022. And I think that's all most people need to know what game we're talking about. But that is uh, Destiny 2. The DLC is titled The Witch Queen. So that's the only good thing Bud they got already... going for them is that release date. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and what's weird is this is the first time since Destiny 1 that they did not release a DLC uh, in 2021. So, this is the first year they did not release a DLC. So, I thought that was unusual right uh, that they pushed it back to February. Whatever. Um, I, I think it's really, they just like, they like numbers, you know? So, it's two, 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 two. And that's probably, you know, they're weird. So that might be what, what was important to them. I don't know. Uh, but we had both already watched the trailers, right? You had already watched them? Yeah, I watched one of them. Okay. So, I mean, we obviously it got us it got us hyped, right? We're like, heck yes. Like, uh, it kind of, uh, I really liked fighting the Hive because. Well, it got me hyped if I was still had the love for De- Destiny that I had for Destiny 1, if that makes sense. Right. Like, it don't get me hyped All now right. because I'm pretty much done with Destiny. But if I were still into it, I would be hyped as fuck. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, it reminded me a lot of when the Taken King came out, like that whole. Well, that's what this DLC is supposed to be. It's like the yeah. the Forsaken version, like how when we stopped playing Diab- or Destiny 2 after the first two DLCs, because we bought the hundred dollar pack that gave the first two DLCs for free. And then lo and behold, Forsaken is the actual good DLC that drops. Surprise, surprise. That's how this DLC is supposed to be. Right. And uh, I mean, overall, it looks pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go into some of the details real quick, and then we'll jump into the bad part of it. But we'll, <laughs> we'll go over the good stuff first. So uh, they're adding a whole new destination, and it's called, um, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher this name, Savathun's Throne World. Uh, and that's, I guess, where the majority of this stuff's going to take place. Um, they added weapon crafting. So uh, this is straight from the Destiny 2 website. So I'm basically just going to read what it says. Uh, master the new crafting system and create custom weaponry with unique combinations of mods, shaders, and advanced stat pools. When fighting a god, leave nothing on the table. So I'm assuming they're just going more in-depth with what they already do. So you can already add mods, you can already add shaders, and you can already 
kind of change the stat pools based on uh, some of the stuff in it. I no- I did not like the new weapon crafting that they added thinking Forsaken, where you can kind of adjust a little bit more. I really didn't care for it, so if this is any improvement on that, that's a good thing. Um, and then the last piece they're adding is called the Glaive, uh, and it's an... Or is that how you pronounce it? I guess yeah. that's how you pronounce it. Uh, a, a new weapon archetype be- uh, begins its journey at the Relic. Once honed to perfection, master your Glaive to perform powerful melee combos fire projectiles and deploy powerful energy shield. So I guess it's like the next step in the sh- in the sword, I guess, is more or less how I'm interpreting that. Yeah, it's basically like a pokey stick, but it is kind of like a fusion rifle too. So like I think when I watched the trailer it was like two or three hits melee hits to kill an enemy and you could also shoot it but it kind of shot like a fusion rifle but it's a secondary weapon gotcha. so that's what's going to make it good. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you could still have your sword in theory. Yeah. So uh, you could you could still run the swords. That's good. Um, so the joking part or the part where we started having a lot of fun with it based on pricing and stuff. That's ridiculous. Very. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was looking. Excuse me. So Bud had brought up, hey, I'm I think I'm going to buy this, you know, and I was like, OK, so I was like, I'm, that was a good enough reason for me to look into it as an option. Hey, I might buy it, too. And uh, I started looking at the pricing and I was like, holy crap, man. So for just the regular dlc is 40 dollars, which is to be expected right which is the cost of new world that's coming out uh in the end of september depends on whether a week or not, almost a week after depends on whether or not that blows up your 30 90 keep going yes uh um because then it would but be it's the same price as that then it'd be a two thousand dollar and 40 game yes uh which is actually the same price as diablo 2 i know it's a remake but still 40 bucks so it's the average price of a normal game diablo 2 ain't blowing up gpus homie no but it was only well, whatever. Um, and then, uh, well, <laughs> I, I can guarantee you, it's not <laughs> uh, the the deluxe edition uh, is eighty dollars or seventy nine ninety nine, whatever, eighty bucks. Which, and then which the is strong. very strong. Uh, and then the deluxe plus Bungie thirty anniversary edition is a hundred dollars. Now, which is way too much. We're gonna go over kind of what comes in each one real quick. Pricing is ridiculous. Uh, I get it. Like the standard pricing. Okay. But my thing has always been, and there's another one that that's not listed on here for some reason. They may have already sold out, but it's a, uh, it comes with some stuff that you get for in real, you know, real life stuff. So like a soundtrack and a few things, I'm guessing that's already sold out, but that was like $130, give or take something like that. See, and that's expensive, but to me, you know, that's for the diehard fans. So I kind of, like, I don't see that as super expensive. Like, I do, because $130 on anything video game related is expensive, unless it's, like, the console or the platform you're playing on. But, you know, it's like when Halo and Gears release, like, physical items that you can physically take home and mount on a shelf or on your desk or in a case or whatever it may be. If you're a collector, then I don't see that being too expensive, because they're only going to make these limited-time runs of these items. Right, yeah, it came with, uh, like, four things, I guess. Um, they were pretty cool. Uh, you could have bought it separately for, I think, $30, so you'd almost, to be honest with you, you just buy the stand in that, in that situation, as a person, me personally. Like when Gears uh, of War would have just bought the standard in that, you know? Like when Gears of War first released, you know, if I was, you know, if I had a job Back, I don't even remember when it released, 2007, I think. I think I was just entering the workforce at that point. But, you know, if I had money back then and they offered like a, a real life replica of the Lancer, you know, fuck yeah, I would have bought that because that is just cool. It released in 06. So, yeah, we were still in high school. Okay. I didn't have no money. Yeah. No, <laughs> no we did not. I still don't um, have no money. That's right. Nothing's changed. 
So, uh, all right. So going over kind of what each one has and, and why we kind of got frustrated with the pricing. So standard edition, which is $40. That's a new campaign, which hopefully is a little more substantial than most because most of their campaigns are like three missions and then you're done. So well, it should hopefully be. it's a little more than that. Because they added that legendary mode to what, what it said on the trailer. You know, this is from the company, so take it with a grain of salt. But they said that you could run back through the campaign on higher difficulty and they said that the run through would be worth it because you would get better rewards. Like I said, take that with a grain of salt because they're trying to sell you a product. Right. Uh, the weapon crafting, which we've already sort of went over. The new glaive weapon archetype. A new raid. Hopefully it launches at, uh, you know, a couple weeks after it launches. Who knows? Exotic gear, which is every time. And then a new six player activity, which it does not mention in here. But I'm assuming it has to do with the throne world and sort of a uh, from the trailer. It looked like you're doing sort of a uh, not arena style, but like a wave style combat. It, it may not be that, but that's just from the trailer that I watched. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it'll be like a um, it'll be like a, what was that one that was already released? Ah, shit. The menace, the, the uh, menagerie. That's what it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be like that. And uh, it'll be like what's currently going on now, I think it's called Battlegrounds. I don't know. I haven't played the game in like a year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I follow then, the game very loosely. Yeah, it's still, I mean, you know, it's, uh, well, I think if they got their shit together and uh, we could get Destiny 2 on the Game Pass, I would even take the downgraded version and run it at 60 FPS and, you know, maybe 1080p, whatever. I would take that if I didn't have to buy the damn DLCs again. Yeah. You know, or if this DLC adds all the rest of the old. See, that's the other thing that drives me crazy about Destiny is if I bought the deluxe edition, I don't know. It may come with all the other DLCs, but I don't know what these things mean. But if it does, that's OK. But if it doesn't, then, then you just spend a hundred dollars and you don't have access to everything in the game. That's weird. I think it comes with everything except Beyond Light, which once again, that's one of those things. I played Beyond Light on Game Pass and I'm glad I played it on Game Pass because if I would have purchased it, I would have been mad because it's just yeah. like every other Destiny DLC for me i download it i play i run through the campaign which takes about three four hours and i run the new strikes which takes about 15 minutes and then i'm pretty much done because at this current point you know we don't have a rating team and i hate playing with random people so destiny's kind of lost its appeal to me because of that reason alone because that's what made destiny so fun was the raids yeah yeah it'd be cool to get a full six-man group back together um john's right around the corner we might be able to convince him he's been He's been waiting on his PC for uh, over a month, and it's not here yet. So, oh, he uh, still don't have it. Hopefully, no. Hopefully, by the end of by, by the middle of September, he'll get it. I guess they were struggling to get the pieces in that he had already ordered the graphics um, card. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, which so I guess that's what they were waiting on. Which why why sell it if you don't have it? No, we've talked about yeah, that. Before. Or you can't get it. Yes, it's just, I hate that. Well, because he, he used the same website that a, another friend of mine used, and. Uh, so I was like, okay. So I, and he's like, it took a little bit longer because I, you know, the website that we used uh, in NZXT, I got mine in two weeks. Like I was like, oh, it's here. I was like, I, I didn't expect that, you know. And then I don't remember what website he used, but um, a, another buddy of mine was like, yes, yeah, I use that same website. So I was like, obviously it's a reputable dealer. It just I don't know what they were doing where they screwed that up because it was supposed to be here he uh, before I went on vacation. He probably used the website the first week of August. Like uh, I buy power or digital storm or yeah, I think it was digital storm. I think that was right. So like these companies, they're they're bigger companies that actually build PCs. But the cool thing about NZXT is NZXT actually builds um, 
hardware. Well, not really hardware, but they build peripherals for PCs. Like they build cases and fans. You know, they have like LED stuff that they sell. So not only do they build PCs, but they also make some of the peripherals that go into it. I don't think they make actual hardware like RAM and motherboards. Right. Yeah, I just, uh, I, he almost canceled and, and rebought through um, NZXT, but it was. I would have. It was almost like too late, right? You know, I, I told him that. I was like, man, I would have done that uh, two weeks ago. But uh, it was too late. They had already started building it and stuff. So they're doing the stress test and that sort of stuff now, apparently. I don't know how long that takes. It doesn't seem like it should take that long. Yeah, it takes about uh, so. five hours. Yeah, not five days, though. That's what. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, been, that's sort of been the issue is it's it seems like everything's taking a lot longer than normal. Um, this isn't us calling out Digital Storm or anything, but uh, just frustrating because I was hoping because he was literally supposed to get it before I went on vacation. For me, which I went is. on vacation. Yeah. Because I, I, I built my PC, <laughs> I built my PC from Newegg. Like I bought each individual part individually from Newegg, and it took a week and a half to get all pieces together to me, and it took me, you know, two three hours to assemble it. Yep. And you didn't. I mean, you probably had an idea of what you're doing, but you don't do this for a living. No, it's not like you're sitting there putting together everybody's PCs. So no, if I knew what I was do, doing, so yeah, if I knew what I was doing, I could assemble a PC in thirty minutes. Yeah, it's sort of weird. Um. But we're going to get back on topic. <laughs> we don't so, have a topic. Uh, yeah, really. We just kind of roll with it. And that's the best part about this podcast, to be honest with you. Um, so pre-order, this stays the same no matter what. If you pre-order before the game releases, you get a Throne World Exotic Ghost Shell, the Enigma Exotic Emote, and a Legendary Emblem. That's about what I would expect for a pre-order. Nothing wrong with any of that. All pretty cool stuff. Um, nothing nothing that would make me want to pre-order it. Right, right. But it's, it's a nice little thing to pre-order, I guess. Because... We would be pissed off if one of the things that are in the well, I don't know if I necessarily be pissed off because it would it would make me want to see if they put the Gallarhorn in the pre order, I would have already bought it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and there's a couple games that so, still don't offer pre order bonuses. Yeah, and that's weird. Uh but I get it. Uh and, and also we don't know if this will be day one on Game Pass. And they wouldn't mention that. And I don't blame them for not mentioning it yet, because it doesn't release until February. But it could be. Not that we would play necessarily on Xbox, but if it was if it was on Game Pass and it's not on PC, then you might as well just play it on Xbox because it's the better route or the cheaper route, I should say. Um, yeah. And we have no idea if it is or isn't. So would I rather spend zero money for a full game demo or would I rather spend six or forty dollars on a chance? I agree because we don't know what's coming. So and, uh, and it's like better to said, wait for us. I'll take the downgraded experience of playing it on the Xbox app or even on console. Yes. Versus on a PC. 100%. I played Beyond Light on a console, even though I had my PC at the time. Yeah, but you would have to, uh, unfortunately, because Destiny 2 is not available through the Xbox app on PC. The only option was on Xbox, but I don't blame you. Right, but I, I did still the same play, thing. I, I played through it on there. Yeah, I still played it on my console, even though right. I hadn't played a console game in a long time. You know, it was still, I played it because it was free. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the not having to pay for it. That's a, that's always a good motivator. <laughs> yeah. And I figured, <laughs> both of us. I figured, you know, if it was good, then I would buy the full version on Steam and really enjoy myself. But it wasn't right. worth it for me to spend the $40 for Beyond Light. Nope. I'm, I'm working on it. Though. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping I could convince some people with John. I got another buddy, you, me. Yeah, we could probably get a full boat. We could probably, I get it. We'll work it out. Then we, anyway, then we um, got to find time to play it. Yeah, I know. That's the hard part. <laughs> uh, you have to give up pool again. So this, it'll be it'll be Saturday nights, buddy. This is a double edged sword here. First, we got to find six people. Then we got to find yes. the time and scheduling to do it. I'm working on it. But Saturday nights, what's going to be? You got to give up pool to, to raid destiny again. You give up um, pool. 
Uh, all right, the deluxe edition. So it comes with everything that came with the standard edition, of course, and then it includes an exotic SMG called the Catalyst. Or no, I'm sorry, exotic SMG, comma Catalyst, comma and ornament. So I guess everything that comes with that particular exotic SMG. Access to season 16, 17, 18, and 19. Which is a two dollars release. Yeah, so that I mean that alone will make up the difference, but it this is the part that gets me. The two dungeons released in year five, and then the throne world exotic. Who cares about that sparrow? But the two dungeons released in year five. I don't know what year we're in, so I don't know what that means, but I think we're in year four. To lock it behind to lock it behind a pre uh uh you know, having to buy a more expensive version is kind of stupid, in my personal opinion. Um because really, you're saving money. Then, if you're going to buy all four seasons, it goes from thirty nine ninety nine to I'm sorry, forty nine ninety nine to seventy nine ninety nine. So you get yeah, we should, you save ten bucks. We should be in year four. It released in two thousand seventeen. Okay, so this is two new dungeons that are released in twenty twenty two. Then, mm-hmm. um, so in theory, if you bought the deluxe edition, you would actually save money because of the seasons. But you have to play the game <laughs> and play yeah, it consistently that, to get that, your value out of that. That's my problem is like, yes, it's a $40 value, but you know, if each season lasts, I don't even know how long seasons last. They're anymore. three months. They're about three months. Uh, yeah, they're like 90 days. Okay. So that means that I'm, I'm going into this purchase thinking that's a $40 value. That's worth it. If I play the game for a year, which right now I can't even play the game longer than 10 minutes. So <laughs> I don't think that one's going to work for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could complete a season, I guess. Most people are completing it in a month, so like you're finishing in 30 days. But still, that's a whole lot of consistent playing um, when right now we don't play it consistently at all. Right. So, uh, I don't know. So then the, the 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 final one and probably the most annoying one the, for me personally. The final one and the selling point for everybody else. Yes. Uh, so the Deluxe Edition 30th Anniversary Bundle comes with everything we talked about already. Plus a new dungeon specific to only these people, which I don't know how that's going to work because if you don't buy it, how do they get to join? Like, for example, if you bought the, this edition and I don't, I don't get to play in the new dungeon with you. Yep. So then what do you got? You got like eight people that have bought this one. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand. It'll that. be grayed out in your navigator and says requires deluxe content to play or something. But, but I'm just saying like a dungeon is a three person activity, right? So, well, they did the, um, they did the same thing with the, uh, with one of the new dungeons. I don't remember the name of it, but I'm saying, it's just confusing because if you don't, it doesn't have matchmaking. Uh, maybe they do now, but they didn't have matchmaking for dungeons. So huh? I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, that's, that's not the, that's not the part that pissed me off the most. Next part. Uh, the Gowerhorn is returning to, Des- or well, not returning. It's joining Destiny Two for the first time. Uh, so they add the Gallowhorn exotic rocket launcher, catalyst, and an ornament. Mm-hmm. But you must buy the thirtieth edition pack to up- even have the opportunity to obtain it. Now, there's some debate on because they weren't very clear. One one thing I read was that you have to farm it in that new dungeon, and then I also read that it just comes with that thirtieth edition uh, anniversary pack, which was on uh, one of the trailers that I watched. So I'm not really sure what that answer is. If I spend a hundred dollar, it better come with it. Yeah, that's what the answer is. It's, it's frustrating to think that that's what they did. They they locked the Gallerhorn to get a hundred dollars out of everybody, and, and then watch the gun just not be the same. And I remember way back when Destiny said that the Gallerhorn would never be in this game. Huh. What well, it need to make money, homie? Yeah, I know. That's all it is. It's it's just straight up a marketing ploy. And like I yeah, like I, I told that- you, because rocket launchers haven't been good in Destiny Two since the game released. So unless they're going to break 
the Gallahorn like it was in Destiny 1, a lot of people are going to be pissed off if they spend $100 for a gun that sucks. Yeah. 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 And then how do you make that right? You know, uh, you fix the Gallahorn, you make it like it's supposed to be. I just, you know, it's like me and Paul were talking really. about the nobody remembers a balanced game. Like, think about, Not really, think no. about Destiny 1. The reason that we liked it so much is because of all those broken weapons. You know, the Gallahorn, the Icebreaker, the Fatebringer, the Vex Mythoclast. All those guns were busted as shit. Nobody ever talks about the Abyss Defiant. Well, so, so, uh, and I think that was, well, so the thing is, they were broken. But they didn't change. I mean, so, so the Gallarhorn changed your game experience significantly. But if you take the Gallarhorn away, none of the other ones really did. And that really, truly didn't. You didn't need a Gallarhorn. It just really, really made a difference. Um, because you could, you could, in theory, if you had a full six people, you could easily drop um, Crota. Not when it released. It's just, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, it helps. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it required a lot of effort if you didn't. So, I mean, if you and that's about timing and things like that, getting on point because we it made it easier. Yeah, we've done it. You know, yeah. I mean, you could still do it. Doesn't mean that you didn't. The Gallarhorn made a huge difference because only having to shoot one rocket or uh, two rockets and I can drop them by myself is a lot better than having five people shooting one rocket and hoping that they all hit about the same time to knock them down. I agree. But the broken guns, they didn't really change the the experience per se, right? Like well, they, the icebreaker was awesome they didn't, for certain reasons. They didn't in PvE. Right. And that's that's the only right. game mode that we played. And like yeah, Paul, I don't really care. Like Paul told me that another reason he didn't like Destiny 2 is because on the PvP side of it is they wanted to do four man teams and turn Destiny 2 into an MLG esports title. And he said as soon as right. he saw that, he was already, he knew the game was going to go in the toilet. Yeah, because it's not trying, it's trying to change who it is. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and uh, hey, listen, I hate PvP. But one of the cool things about PvP is that everybody could get kills in PvP, like even on accident, just because if you got uh, heavy ammo and you had a Gallarhorn, you're going to hit somebody. Yeah. You're going to kill somebody, you know? Probably um, yourself, but those yeah. Sort of things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it didn't feel like, uh, skill was 100% necessary so if you had specific tasks that you had to do which i hate that too but well and think you about had the it the ability to do so that's what made the pvp so different to begin with is you could carry your supers into pvp with you which there's no other shooter that was like that like all other shooters that are kind of like if you took the supers out of destiny pvp it'd be like almost every other shooter you know you got a character you got three guns with you you can walk around the map and that's about it. You know, it's like every other staple shooter there is. Yep. Yep. Uh, the supers definitely made a huge difference. They're also very frustrating, uh, as we both know. Uh, and I, I know that that made, um, what's it called? That, that's one of the reasons the revive mechanic didn't come back, right? Because it hindered, uh, what's the what's the 3v3 one they do? Trials. Trials, yeah. It hindered trials because all they had to do was revive. And then they come back. And then even though you've already killed three people. And the game's supposed to be done at that point. So I, I get it. Um, I think Destiny 2, they try to balance it too much to some extent that it left the game feeling uh, boring in some, to some extent, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of the guns that they have aren't like, I don't know, man. There was just something different about chasing guns. They're not unique anymore. To find them. Because they're not. No. They're not broken. And I'll, I'll put that in quotes. You know, it's like it's like yeah. Paul said, you, there's there's not a lot of guns that you talk about in Destiny 2. And the ones that you do talk mm -hmm. about in Destiny 2 are ones that are A, unique or B, broken or C, both. You know, like look at the Anarchy. It is the most used weapon in every raid because it does the most amount of damage and it's not hard to use. It's not like using the. Is that, 
the white nail or, or black, whatever the fuck the uh, black, yeah, black hammer, whatever that's version is in destiny 2 it's not like using that where that's a precision made instrument that can do the most dps but you can't suck yeah is that an exotic weapon yes i think you got it from the forsaken raid or forsake yeah i think that's the other thing right like it's just there's a lot of purple weapons legendary weapons that are not good well i mean there's some that are so much better and because of there's no uniqueness in the exotics that it limits i just use the i just use the legendary thing you know what i'm saying like it does that make sense? Like, it, there's a lot of things that are comparable. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like Destiny <laughs> One when you're trying to choose your exotic weapon to carry in with whatever encounter you're doing. Most of the time, the Galahorn always stayed equipped. Yeah, yeah. There was uh there was no no time where I didn't have the Galahorn equipped, except maybe nope nope. There was none none that I could think of. There's not really any actual um word I'm looking for. There's not any. I guess maybe there's a raid, not a raid, but like a yeah. No, I mean yeah, the icebreaker, but. But you had you had no choice but to find a different option because you didn't have a Galahorn until late in the game. Right. And, you know, primary spots, you know, there was only one that was a primary and that was the No Land Beyond, which was trash. So absolute trash. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the same way with armor. You know, if you're a hunter, what was your exotic armor piece that always stayed on you? You know, it was the boots. That gave you a triple or another jump. Yeah. Um, yep. For me, the Titan, it was the Helm Saint 14 because it, it broke how the game was played. Uh, as, as a hunter, we had a couple options, but yeah, yeah, you had the boots and then you had the arms for the for like the run, right? So you had certain things that you could use them for. And then a couple helmets, depending upon what class you used. But yeah, 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 there's, there wasn't a whole lot. And now I feel like there's just not any. Like the benefits of the actual exotics aren't good enough to use them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. This is kind of a conversation for a different day in a lot of ways. But I agree that for the most part, they're trying to merge the two, I guess, Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 and trying to find the best of both worlds. But um, I'm not sure how successful it's being. I mean, obviously, they're still doing well because there's enough people that are playing the game that they're able to make all this stuff. But at the same time, you're wondering at what cost, I guess, because everything's just gotten more expensive in terms of what they're requiring and things like that. It's just kind of frustrating. Yeah, we, we really probably should have pulled up a chart of like active players, you know, per month. Let me see if I can find it for you. You know, to see to see its graph. So they're saying around that's not much, but around nine hundred thousand active players per day, roughly. Um, number thirteen on Steam, number thirty one on Twitch, fourth most popular game on Xbox Series X. Not good. I mean, that's okay. Be, yeah, but I'm saying to be a successful game. I mean, Smite has Neil's supposed to be there, right? Smite has thirteen thousand active players. No way. Yeah. Thirteen thousand. Mm-hmm. That's an, okay. That's based on Steam charts. Okay, but that's that's strictly just through Steam, right? I'm not sure. Let me look at a. You know the funny thing. You know the funny thing about that graph. Guess what was up above us? What? Guess what's on all the. Uh, I use the same the Steam chart thing. Of course, it's Destiny Two: The Witch Queen. Yeah. See. Pre-order now. <laughs> Call of Duty: Modern Warfare live player count. There's 189,000 people estimated right now okay so let's go and that's that, that that's not what's it called right that's not um let's go to the one that i always see the most on um steam here let's go to league of legends i think destiny used the number of people that have played the game there's no way that's an active number yeah, yeah. see league of legends has four hundred ninety-six thousand players live right now estimated and League of Legends is way more popular than Destiny. Yeah. I don't know any game that's more popular than League of Legends right now. Like, if you go on Twitch and you browse games based off viewers, I mean, that's a pretty good way to 
summarize how popular games are. You think know, that's crazy if when you I got, think about it. You if know, you got 50 million people on Twitch watching a stream, obviously the game's popular. Yeah, it's, I think the funny thing is, is that these numbers, if you released an MMO 10, 20 years ago, this number right here would make you cry. You know, it just wasn't the way things were back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was millions and that's not a joke. So I think, a, I think the big problem is, first of all, there's just too many fucking games. Let's just be honest here. Um, and actually Fortnite is considered the most played game of this year. Yeah. That's just because of this year. On Twitch right now, League of Legends has 293,000 viewers. Just chatting is 280,000. Counter-Strike right. 220. Dota 2, 148. Fortnite, 120. GTA 5, 94,000. Apex 87, Alarant 73, Minecraft, Call of Duty, a couple new games that come out. But I mean, those games that I just read off, they're generally always in the top of Twitch. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about League of Legends is it requires, that requires skill. Whereas I think that Fortnite might have more players that maybe don't stream because they just don't record. You know what I'm saying? Like they just play to play. Well, I mean, also, I think a lot of the other, it's hard to get a good answer too because of the different. to play the other thing about twitch is when you look at games like most popular you have to kind of delve a little bit more because there might be one streamer that's carrying thirty thousand viewers with that one streamer so you can right. generally tell like when a new game comes out you'll see it at the top of the list on twitch just because it's new and there might be that one guy that's got twenty thousand people with him but i look at twitch a lot so i know what games always sit at the top right. and destiny is not that game no 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 i agree uh, I just think that the funny thing is, is that why, like, what, what are they doing wrong? In a, some extent, I mean, I get it. Destiny two wasn't as good as destiny one, but it's like, what are they doing wrong that they can't get there? Now, again, it granted a lot of the ones that are in the tops are all PVP based where you have, um, what's what I'm looking for. It's, a, uh, it's, it's not the same outcome, right? Like you're not going in and you know what the battle is going to be. So it's, it has a little more, um, variety and a more randomness because it's pvp but uh yeah it's amazing that league of legends and then fortnite and then i mean minecraft's the only one in there that doesn't have i guess it does have some elements of pvp but not really but that one's strictly building right so like you can in theory build whatever you want to so it's just kind of weird when you think about what's on twitch and what's popular to some extent because valorant's strictly pvp you know there's certain things where it's just kind of kind of funky um oh, this website ain't but it's right. also sad it says destiny 2 live player account zero yeah <laughs> Funny. Plus their servers right now. Plus their servers are crashed, which that wouldn't be a surprise at all. Yeah, really. Yeah, some of these websites, man, on Google, they're all over the place. Like I got one website up here that's fifty-two thousand average players in the last thirty days. There's one. Well, I think part of the problem, like I was saying, was there's one that for says example, one, League of Legends one million. Is only, there's another that says well, ninety thousand. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this one says per Steam charts, ninety thousand players have been active in Destiny Two in the last twenty four hours on PC. But you can't do that because right, it's right. a console game too. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think that there's a difference be because of it having more platforms that it can play on, whereas say League of Legends is only on PC. So I think that matters a little bit. Um, I mean, this website says it has a million active players daily. I, I don't know about that. I don't believe that. But it, because I, I guess there's no way to really track chart or track xbox one playstation plus the other thing is is that it's free to play so anybody can play the game so there's no purchase part to kick that number down any that doesn't help either like if you did call of duty warzone i bet that one has like stupid amount of uh player count because it's free to play and you can play it on a damn p on everything so it's just like uh 
I think the way we chart it just isn't the same as it used to be. Well, and like I said, there's so many different numbers from different websites. So it's yeah. like, which one do you believe or which one is more right. accurate? Well, Call of Duty just said they passed 100 million. So who the fuck knows? It, it's uh, that's not active. I, though. That might be since. No, no, launch. that's that's ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's ever. Uh, but it's still one of those things where it's just uh, player count. I mean, it truly doesn't really matter as long as it doesn't hinder your experience. So it could have 15 people in it as long as you're playing with those 15 people. Who the hell cares? Um, but I think the big thing is, is that it does. It tells a story about how um, consistent the game is, right? Because if people aren't playing it, they're not playing it because it's they aren't choosing not to play it because the game is good. That never happens, right? Uh, it, they're choosing not to play it because there's something else that's better. Um, and we live in a in a great time or it's like where, anthem. or it could just be that bad. Yeah. Uh, I had to, I, you live in a, I had to bring up Anthem, you know, keep the thing going. In, <laughs> in every every podcast, we talk about Anthem. Uh, most of the time, it's gen- I mean, we live in a great time that um, there's so many really great games out there. It's hard. To, like right now, I'm so overwhelmed that I, I like don't even play video games as much right now. It's just so much stuff out that it's like, where do you start? Um, so that's cool. That's a great place to be in I'm, to some extent. At the same time, it's frustrating. I'm just one of these people where like Smite is my destiny right now. Yeah, I totally understand. You know, um, I, I, it helps that you have people that play with you, right? Oh, yeah. Because if I didn't have people that I played with, I'd never play the game. But it's just one of them things, yeah, you know, where true. I kind of get locked into one game for just a long time. You know, just like how yeah, Destiny I, I, was, you know, when Destiny won, when we were in our heyday, that's all I played for what? Two years, three years. Yep. You know, all my games from my whole gaming career, it started with Halo 2. Then it went to Gears of War, um, Call of Duty, and then I think it went to Destiny. And then from Destiny, it was Smite. And I think a lot of that, obviously, it has to do with other people playing, right? Because there was a time period between Destiny yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we played Destiny 2 for a while there. Any and game. Then Smite, there was a pretty gap there. Yeah, any game that I've got, like, over, I'd say, 500 hours in, that is most definitely games that I've played socially because i right. i don't the only single player game that i've ever logged that many hours into would be diablo 2 and that's only because i was young and stupid and had nothing better else to do and it, yeah and it's not i mean it's not really i guess it's single player unless people play with you right i guess yeah i mean i wasn't playing with people i knew in real life <laughs> right right um so we're about to wrap up oh well okay let me finish up the the anniversary pack. We went on a long tangent there, but that's great. I love just having a conversation with you. That's what this is about. Um, but the last couple things that come with the 30th anniversary pack are new weapons inspired by past Bungie worlds, which I don't really know what that means. Uh, Thorn armor set. That's a uh, that, Bungie streetwear armor set. Go ahead. That's um, guns and stuff inspired by past Bungie, uh, Bungie games. So like there's. Okay. You know, uh, so not necessarily Halo and Marathon. And then there's some other game that they gotcha. made. So other other non-Destiny games. Right. Okay. Yep. Because there's a marathon themed ornament set that's coming. Yeah. Uh, it's, or that's attached to this bundle. It's 30 years of Bungie. It's not 30 years of Destiny. So that's why yeah. that's that. Gotcha. Unique helmet ornament, exotic sparrows, exotic ship, and emblem shaders, emotes, and more. So you, you get plenty with it. But for $100, man, it's just, it's hard not to be pissed off. You know, I don't really know how else to say it other than that. This is well, hard not to be pissed off. And the other thing, too, <laughs> is you got to think that we are Destiny 1 fans. We're not a fan of Destiny 2. We're trying to like Destiny right. 2. And the only thing that yep. they bring in from Destiny 1 would be the Galahorn. And now they're hiding it behind a $100 paywall. Yes. 
So, like, we're on the fence about Destiny 2. We love Destiny 1, and we love the Gallahorn, but we're not going to spend $100 to get it. Right. And and maybe there'll be some clarity between now and as it gets closer to release date. And I hope there is to say, hey, listen, this is what this is what's going to happen. This is how it is released. Whatever. Because you know what? I would put the hours in to unlock this so that we can play it. I would do that because I think that's important. Yeah, if it was hidden behind a quest or something and I had to spend $40 to get the DLC... That's a little more manageable, but spending $100 for the gun, that's an absolute no way for me. Basically, yeah, because that's basically what you're buying it for. I don't care about... And it's not even really... I don't care about all these non-unique things. It's not know, even really the value... Items. It's not even really the value of the money, because, you know, yeah, $100 is a lot of money, but at the same time, it's not. Like, I've definitely spent $100 on dumber things in my life, like pool sticks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's not even that aspect. It's just I, it's the idea behind it because I know bunch I know what they're doing. They're solely charging the Gallahorn for a hundred dollars for a lot of people because that's the main selling point of that thirty year pack is the Gallahorn. It's not all the yep. extra shit that they just listed. It's the Gallahorn. That's why they listed it last. Yeah, yeah. And I, th I mean, maybe when we get to see what the Gallahorn looks like to make sure it is literally the Gallahorn, it's the like same it's not. Thing, yeah. It's the same gun. Um, that's great. Like that's a good idea. Like I hope it still works the way that it's supposed to. But just like you said, a hundred bucks is a you know how many people out there want to play Destiny two and want it to be like Destiny one in a lot of ways, or just not getting that opportunity. And then you bring in the game that's the most important to us, and it has so much nostalgia and like just so many cool feelings attached to it. And then you're gonna go piss it away and make me spend a hundred dollars to have an option to even get it. Um. You know, and maybe they can clarify that, like I said, in the future between now. I mean, February 22nd is a long way away because we're still at the end of August here when we're recording. So and a lot of it, I too, hope they clarify a lot. A lot of it, too, is is Bungie's past, uh, you know, history with how they how they deal with um, DLCs and all that stuff. You know, like I said, yeah. that hundred dollars that we spent at the first initial game launch and we got the base game and the first two DLCs for free. You know, I went into Destiny 2 with that feeling of this is going to be another Destiny 1 for me. I'm going to put thousand hours into it, so might as well. And the first DLC that dropped wasn't very good. And then the next DLC that dropped with the mini raid was just downright awful. And then lo and behold, when John was playing Destiny 2, sure, Forsaken was the best DLC. It's the one that changed how Destiny 2 operated. Surprise, surprise, because it's not in that pre-valued bundle. Yes. So it's like I told you earlier, you know, fool me once, shame on shame on me. Or, well, damn it. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I'm just, I'm over yes. it. Just with that bad track record in my mind. No, I, I agree. That's the thing that's so frustrating for me is that I've already been, pit, you know, you've already scammed me basically out of $100. And now you're trying to scam me out of another 100 Right. And it's not to say the game's not fun. Like I can pop, I can hop on right now and we could go have some fun and play game and play it. Yeah. But like, it doesn't have the same feeling as it did before, mostly because of the way that I guess the negative feelings that I get attached to it, I guess, you know, well, I mean, that's a lot of it. You know, if we had never played destiny one and destiny two was the first destiny title we ever played, we would probably be like how John was, you know, that's why John played so many hours of it. Even when we stopped playing, he got that feeling right. that we had from destiny one because he never played destiny one. And I really wish that he did because he would be in the same boat with us. I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. He's basically said he's kind of done. He don't want to play it no more, but I agree that I think that it would be different had he gotten into destiny one as much as we did. He did not, unfortunately, but it would have been cool if he did. Um, okay. 
So, uh, oh, I really wanted to go over it. So I did find the collector's edition that I mentioned earlier. That's like, I think it's one. still sold out. Yes. Um, so that one comes with uh, a hidden psychic investigation kit, a hive ghost replica, That's cool. a hidden key card, a lore booklet, and other mysteries from Sabathun's Thorn World, or Throne World. Uh, but yeah, the... Um, you got dyslexia. The hive ghost replica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thorn help it. Thorn um, Throne. Same difference. Yeah, the Thorn Throne. Yep. Uh, the uh, Hive Ghost replica looks really cool. Um, See, and that's and some of the other stuff. Like that's that. what I'm talking about. That's one of them little things that you put in a case on on your bookshelf or your pewter desk, you know, with your Funko Pops and that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, and to be honest with you, if you were already going to buy the Bungie Anniversary Kit, like our pack, the hundred dollar one, the hundred thirty. I think it's. I think it was one hundred thirty. This is a great value. I mean that. Hive Ghost Replica is worth the the, the, mo- the extra money because it, it looks really cool. It's from the uh, we actually got to see those in the trailer uh, while they were going through reviving all the hive that were you know put down. So it's really cool and uh, overall a, a nice little addition. Too bad they're here to piss me off with the ninety nine dollar one. You know it is what it is. All right, any final any final topics or conversations before we move on from Destiny to Nah Nah? I think we'll uh... okay. Go ahead and proceed into the games that I'll say nothing about. I actually not really going to talk. We're not going to talk about a whole lot of games, but I'm going to mention a couple things from GameCon, or at least from the Xbox version of this. Uh, I want to mention a couple things that I thought were pretty cool. Not necessarily that we're going to have a long-winded conversation about them, but I just want to mention them because I thought it was pretty cool that they're adding it. For example, Humble Games is adding, I think, almost 10, 10 or 12 games. They're the ones that have the Humble Bundles and stuff like that. Um, a lot They have 12 games. I think it's 12 games. It's 10 or 12 are coming to Game Pass, which is pretty cool for people who enjoy that style of gaming, um, the indie games and that sort of stuff. Um We've already talked about Dying Light 2 a bunch, but uh, there was another sort of trailer and some talking about, or at least some some actual conversations with developers talking about what they're going to be doing in this particular game. And I'll be honest, it looks really awesome. Uh, I'm kind of I'm sort of buying into it, uh, it and it releases pretty. in December. That's about all it's got for me. Yeah. Uh, well, the cool thing is this one doesn't focus as much on the. Um, well, you, what's the word I'm looking for? On the zombies, it's more on the other people in the world with you. Yeah, you know, so I'm, not a, cool. I'm not a big zombie game guy, but the game yes. does look, like, graphically, it looks good. Right. Um, Flight Simulator? Me and you don't play. I've never even played Flight Simulator. I played it one um, time. I tried to take off my plane and wrecked, and then I uninstalled it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it man, it looks really pretty. Uh, it focuses mostly in Germany and, uh, you know, in Europe in general. Uh, but they're adding a couple really cool things, like they're adding multiplayer so that me and you could fly against each other, which is pretty cool. Oh, we're definitely um, playing chicken in the air. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that releases in the fall, and I'm pretty sure it was, I think they said it was a free update. So it's it's all on Game Pass, so it's not like it's a matter of picking one or the other. Um, they showed a, a trailer for a game called Into the Pit. There wasn't really a whole lot to it. Um but it seems like a fast pace. I, I, I said first person shooter, but it's not really a shooter. Uh, it's it uses strictly uh, magic. So you have first person like action fireballs. Yeah. But it's all like fireballs out of your hands, which is kind of it looks fun because it looks like it's fast paced and you kind of move and you got to kind of keep up with it. Um, so uh, but you change you change the colors. And I guess that represents uh, a sort of element. So fire, ice. Uh, electricity, whatever. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of information on it, but I thought it looks pretty cool. Something in the future for sure. Um, uh, Wasteland Three. They're adding a new DLC. I just wanted to mention it because uh, it looks fun, but it's a uh, strategy. Well, and it's well, it's strategy based, and it's um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Jesus Christ. Overplayed. It's a uh, turn-based. It's turn-based. Oh. Ugh. So not not really my thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sea of Thieves is adding as uh, it's currently going now uh, a crossover with Borderlands, so you can actually earn a Borderlands ship, which I, I just wanted to mention that because I thought that was really cool. Um, and then the last one, uh, before we jump into cloud gaming, is uh, State of Decay 2 Homecoming. It releases in like More zombies. three days from yeah from when this is recorded, uh, which I'm really excited about because I really liked State of Decay's version of dealing with zombies and at the same time, the way that it plays. Uh, and me and John played this together a lot. So, uh, little John. So, you should have just called the uh, event Zombies Con. Yeah, because there's a lot of zombie games in here. Um, and then, oh, one last game. Uh, it's called Stray Blade. It looks pretty fun. Is it a zombie uh, game? I'm not sure how the combat's going to translate. We'll see. It's not. It's uh, it's actually based in, so it's supposed to be like medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it, it seems like it gives you a lot more of uh, medieval customization, zombies. so you can have it. Might there might be? I'm sure there is some, uh, and uh, it focuses on the actual fighting, so you know, dodging and that sort of stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there are any zombie Age games on the market where they're like parkour zombies? Yeah, that's that's called Dying Light too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure the zombie. I'm not sure how, how much the zombies parkour, but uh, that's what I'm talking it, it's about. State of Decay. No, State of Decay has something like that too. Not the character, but do the zombies actually do parkour? Uh, some of the State of De- so the State of Decay has some that um, are a little more. What's what I'm looking for? Agile uh, and not stupid because they have like boss ones. So they have the juggernauts and things like that that do have some. Uh, similar to, uh, it would remind you of Left 4 Dead, like the w- witches and all the different styles that they had in that one. Um, so State of Decay, I, I enjoy State of Decay. I think it's a great game. It's you have the or boss um, fights in Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have you have, uh, you have your base that you build up, um, and then you also have missions that you can go out and run and, and do like that. You don't necessarily even have to really interact with the zombies for the most part. Um, but anyway, so the last thing I wanted to cover was Xbox Cloud Gaming. They made an announcement that it's coming to consoles which seems really cool um you know it even gives the option now on for people like you and me especially you because you have a newer xbox one uh you can play next gen console games on your xbox one so i thought that was really awesome and it helps alleviate any options so like for example if i were to uh it's going to help remove um hardware restraints it's going to make crossplay easier yeah yeah yeah. it's gonna well so that's going to be all in the cloud the hardware restraints so right. it's going to avoid that through the cloud i guess so um that seems like a really awesome thing i'm how could you how could you not play xbox at this point you know what i'm saying i don't know i play it on a computer but, but you know what i'm saying like if you had to choose between the consoles or but we still use game pass so my thing is like how could you how would you not exclusive like value i get it but like come on guys even well, the see, exclusives i don't know that's a lot of things too is like these people that are diehard xbox or diehard playstation they're not researching each other's company i mean prime example look at me and you i'm sure sony offers a lot more than we are aware about but we're not fanboys of playstation so we don't know yeah i mean they do some, they do awesome from what i've been told anyway awesome free games they give out every month um to subscribers and things like that but yeah it's but they don't offer anything like xbox does from what i can tell of course i don't know that to be true i know that they were uh actually cloud-based before uh xbox like as you mentioned, right? Like you try to play on your uh, computer, but it requires the shock controller, right? The PlayStation Five or Four controller. Yeah, the, um, the PS they actually now had service. That first. Right, right. They actually had that launched before Xbox, um, but I think Xbox has done a better job with the integrations between console, PC, and now 
mobile devices. So yeah, Xbox is uh, Xbox is better than PlayStation at everything except making games. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and maybe that's why they bought up uh, companies like Bethesda, and they're probably not done. I would imagine they're going to buy other um, sort of first person because uh, the new when Starfield releases specifically on Xbox and PC first, it's not going to PlayStation. Um, and we don't really know the timetable for it to go to PlayStation. Same is going to be said for Elder Scrolls when the next one is released. It, it They've already said it's exclusive to Xbox at start. So who knows when it goes to PlayStation? Um, obviously, PlayStation has a really good log of brand new games or not brand new games, but um, exclusive games. That's what I meant to say. Exclusive games that go specifically to PlayStation. However, as you and I are figuring out, a lot of those are coming to PC. So people like me and you are getting the best of both worlds where we do still have an Xbox, but most of that we can play on the PC. And then now PlayStation games are mostly coming to PC. So we're going to be able to win on both ends. So that, you know, that's obviously a good thing for us. We can avoid buying a console altogether or at least having to buy a PlayStation anyway. So that obviously makes us feel pretty good. Um, well, it works because there's there's uh, there's people like me where, you know, I refuse to spend $500 on a console just to play a game or even two or three different titles. Like there's a reason I've never purchased a PlayStation 5. There's a reason because I originally bought a PlayStation 4 specifically for that purchase. I bought them when they've been out for a long time. I think I spent like $250 on the console or something, 200, I don't remember. But I bought it just to play their exclusives. And a lot of their exclusives I didn't get into. The ones that I did, I played them, and then I never, ever turned on that PlayStation again. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the problem, right? Because uh, well, let's say you get a few hours out of them after that. After that game's out, you're waiting for the next exclusive that you want to play. And the game that you loved the most on PlayStation is not even PlayStation exclusive anymore. You know, Final Fantasies. Uh, so it's just like certain things that just they're just not. And uh, to be honest with you, in this time and age, this time in this day and age, there shouldn't be exclusives anyway. Like we live in a totally different world than we did. Yeah. 15 years ago when that was a big deal. And I think Xbox is saying that because they don't want it to be exclusive, but I think PlayStation's being sort of, um, and I don't, I don't understand it because we like at this day and age, we all know that these game companies, they don't make monies off their console. They make money off their games. So why would you not want to split the market to get your game in the hands of more people to buy your game, to make more money? Like, right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It, it just, it does not compute for me. You know, if you've got, let's say you got 500,000 people that own a PlayStation 5 and 350,000 people that own an Xbox. Well, if you're an exclusive game to the PlayStation, that's only 500,000 total sales you could ever possibly have. But if you made it a multi-platform, you could have over a million because then you could have the Switch and PC and like it, it, the math just don't add up for me. Right. Not unless right. not unless I'd it's s- like how YouTube works and they get paid bukus of money to just strictly be exclusive. Like if Sony comes up to say Naughty Dog or whatever and says, "We'll give you two hundred thousand dollars if you only make this game available on PlayStation." Right. So this is what happens with uh, Epic Games right now: is they're buying up or they're paying to only be on the store on their store, on Epic store. And uh, yeah, unless you're getting a huge cut up front, there's no reason to do that. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Even then it doesn't really make sense because and, unless it's a huge number. Well, not it, really in Epic's why? case, because, you know, Epic probably makes so much money off their own real engine that, you know what I mean? No, 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 I'm saying by the game, like the game, the actual game developer or the game publisher. Yeah. If you don't feel like your game can reach enough households in that first six months 
because usually the the time to release is now about six. That seems to be six months is the average. So if you don't feel like you can reach enough, and that thirty k is going to make up for you to be able to pay all your developers and get you above water for the most part, I say go for it. But for the most part, it doesn't make sense because you're going to make a shit ton of money as long if your game is any good. It usually works out that way. Very rarely does it not. You know what I'm saying? It just it just doesn't work out like that. Yeah, I mean, so I just don't really get it. You look at mobile gaming. You know, there's no exclusive games for iPhone or Android. It's just there's both of them. And right. think about why mobile gaming is so successful now. It's because damn near every person has a cell phone. Yeah, there's very few. There are some on X. I'm sure there are some a few on Android, but there's some on Xbox that are specifically attached. I'm sorry, Xbox iPhone that are specifically attached to um, their arcade. But that's generally just certain things that they wanted specifically to be released for them. But yeah, for the most part, it just doesn't happen like that. So I don't really get the... Uh, I just don't get it. We live in a day and day and age where just just release it for everybody. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I was trying to find sales for Godfall. I can't find anything. It's just not like it used to be, I guess, <laughs> uh, to get an idea of what their sales were like on PlayStation as an exclusive. And then when it went to PC, but I, I couldn't find any information on that, unfortunately. So I'm not really sure what their numbers would look like. And obviously it's different because of it being on game, not that particular game, but most games being on Game Pass, you don't really have the same sort of abilities and, and you're not actually getting sale number sales numbers and it's just it's just a little goofy now and i don't think sales matter as much anymore as they did maybe you know 15 years ago either yeah i just uh, i just don't get it like even take blizzard like when blizzard made the console version of diablo 3 obviously you know it started on pc because diablo 2 is a pc game but when diablo 3 came out it was released on consoles on both of them it wasn't an exclusive deal. Right. And it made sense, right? Because I wish I could get those numbers too. Um, I guarantee you their their sales numbers were huge once it moved to the consoles because I mean it was it was really, really, really good. And it proved to be really good. Uh it got a lot better, of course, right, over time. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean uh, most games do. It's crazy. Yeah. It's tough to find information. I guess they just don't give it out anymore. Like they used to. Diablo 3 has always been a weird game because if you're a lover of Diablo 2, 90% of those people hate Diablo 3 because the games are so... Yeah, I'm finding I'm the other way around. <laughs> the games are so different. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like we had that conversation with John. If you never played Destiny 1, Destiny 2 is a great game because it's to you, it's right. unique and there's nothing else out there. There's a lot of things to do in it. But if you play Destiny 1, you know that's a different story. That's how Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 are. Right. So uh, I'll jump into it. I didn't write that down. But uh, so I did test out the beta for Diablo 2 and I don't I don't hate it, but it definitely feels like I stepped in a time warp. It feels and went back, yeah, it, it feels like a 20 year old game. It 100 percent does. Uh, and I mean, the graphics were great. It ran. Obviously, it ran really good. Uh, it was just like I, I, I was like, God dang. Diablo 3 is, in my opinion, you no, know, because I played Diablo 3 first. I was like, Diablo 3 is so much better. Now, of course, I'm in the, I'm still in the starter area, and I didn't really make it very long. I just didn't have time to play it much. Uh, but I was like, and I picked an Amazon, which I just picked a random character just because I just wanted to play and see what happens uh, without having to think about it. Um, and the, but yeah, it definitely feels like an old game. Yeah, because the first thing you realize is when you go in there, you don't know what to do. No, and there's they don't give you any information on what to do. No, not at all. Just like go kill shit and figure it out, you know. So, uh, and I like that to some extent. But for me, I it for not having the time to like put the a whole bunch of effort into it, I really needed a little bit of 
<laughs> a little bit of guidance would have went a long way because right. I just was like wandering around in circles and I was like, okay, because I did what I did in Diablo 3, right? You just wander around till you find something. And I tried that and it didn't work. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have time to play anymore. I got to go. So <laughs> I just kind of let go at that point. But yeah, it's, uh, it was definitely something else. Yeah. And, and you know, once again, that's Diablo 2 is like Diablo 3. Both games suck in the beginning of the games. They don't get fun until you get your character built and get geared up, you know? So it's like, hey, man, this game's really fun, but you got to put some work into it for it to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then trying to convince someone uh, like myself, it's like, mm, yeah, because you want me to dedicate 10 hours into a game <laughs> to see if I like the game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a hard yeah, that's sell. That's what happened. Ugh. That's kind of like what happened when we were talking about, you know, you said, hey, I'm going to give uh, you, you gave EverQuest a try, right? Because you'd never played it before and you made it like three minutes and you're like, all right, I'm done with this shit. Yeah, that was solely because of the, the, ex- the game engine, though. Right, right. But I felt the exact same way playing, <laughs> playing, playing Diablo 2. I was like, God, I, I told him I would give this a shot, but I was like, I don't want to fucking play this game because <laughs> I just it just it, it didn't at least you know obviously if we're playing together i have someone to kind of work off of and kind of get a feeling for things so it'll make a lot, lot different yeah and i was like Man, i'm not so sure about this because i don't know how i feel about it so uh it, it definitely seems like a game that either a you just got to put a bunch of time into it like you said or b you have to have a basis of what you're going to do before you start so that you know whether that's recruiting and things like that but yeah and uh, and there's some games that are like that you know like if everquest didn't have a shitty game engine and let me it's 20 years old. yeah yeah i I know that's why that's it's got a bad game engine but i just couldn't deal with it but if it's one of those games where it played okay i just didn't know what to do because it was hard but like you said i had someone to walk me through it i would still give it an honest try because you know if you got somebody playing with you that knows what they're doing that takes away so many hours of learning. Right. Because you can just, just simply, grind at that point. yeah, you can just simply ask a question like, hey, what is this or what does this do? You know, because yes. if I'm playing a game by myself, I'm not going to Google every fucking question that I have. Right. Especially not early game, right? Because, yeah. I mean, who gives a shit at level five when the game goes to 110? Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, it's like what when matters I, is like, like when I played know. Fantasy Star, I didn't Google anything. I just played the damn game. Played it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't really truly matter, uh, at least not where we were at anyway. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to. Uh, I, I know that you won't install that one, but I think EverQuest Two, you'd enjoy that one. It's it's not the same. But either way, we don't have time for that because you know uh, Diablo Two is right around the corner, New World's right around the corner. Uh, there's a lot of really good games coming out at the end of this year, and I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we don't get screwed. Um, Destiny Two, I hope you fix your shit and figure out what's going on for real. Yeah. Um, I don't know where we're at time wise, but I think it's probably about time to wrap up. You got any last uh, last words of wisdom or anything before we get rolling? Words of wisdom. Or leaving, leaving, not rolling. We're done rolling. Words of wisdom. Um, put away money for savings. Don't install Anthem. It still sucks. <laughs> Very true. And with that, <laughs> we'll bid adieu. See you later. Hey, everyone. If you made it this far, we appreciate you listening to the end. If you want to get a hold of us, our social links, we have a Facebook, which you can find Chris and Bud Show. Our Twitter is Chris and Bud Show 1. Chris's personal Twitter would be at Deliberate88. My personal Twitter would be at BudB88. We also have a Discord server that we've launched that's free for everyone to join. You can find the link for that on the Twitter or the Facebook page. 
Discord is going to be the easiest way to interact with me and Chris. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.